Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From breakups and breakdowns to icky secrets and happy endings, it's the stuff that makes us human. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I'd be really grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it basically means more people can find the podcast. And I also really love hearing from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with any of your stories really and, and, you know, how you relate to the episode or even questions that you may want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. Today we are talking about handling disputes and dealing with conflict and I'm joined by Katie. Hello. Because you're like my new sound, you're like sounding board aren't you now? Yeah, I'm we, here. We talk things through, you talk about it from your perspective because mm-hmm. I feel like I would come at it from a, I've just come through a pretty ugly divorce and it wasn't a lot of fun but some of the stuff we talk about could be applied to friendship arguments and like all sorts of things where you need boundaries in mm-hmm. place. I'm here to offer an alternative opinion. Thank you, Katie. Mm, no problem. You're so generous. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, what happens when you need to go to court? Uh, and it's like the the one thing you would, I mean, if you can avoid it, I would highly recommend you don't because it's very, very expensive. Um, but sometimes it just has to be done. Like there are two sides to every story and both of you are not willing to budge. And I guess it's working out when you need to do these things and when you don't is a bit tricky. Um, but there's just something I, well, I was talking to somebody about this the other day and I think it's that there's something about when you separate with your partner that you've been with for a long time that I'm just not sure it can be done in a non-messy way because you're so tangled with each other and so emotionally involved that there's literally an energetic pull that has to happen, almost like the separating of an atom. (laughs) So, So when you are really like because I think me and my ex were very codependent, Mm. that separation was always going to be messy because everybody's hurt. Yeah. Um, So for a while, this is kind of a handy thing to think about, is you can use an app called Talking Parents, Mm. which basically records... it's, It's something that the courts use and it keeps track of every conversation you've ever had. Oh, that's handy. So it can't be deleted. Mm. Um, And it just gives that little bit of distance. Yeah. So rather than being on WhatsApp or being, like, texting each other and permanently being connected, and which constantly stirs up emotions. Mm. What a clever idea. It's good, isn't Mm. it? So my solicitor has suggested that because it just means... You don't have to turn it on all the time. It's mm-hmm. like being on Instagram. You can go on to see if there's been a message or not, but it means mm-hmm. it's not coming into your life uninvited, mm-hmm. especially if you know you're likely to be triggered. Yeah. 
you know, because there's like nasty things are being said back and forth and blame and all that kind of stuff. And it allows you to go, that's going to live in that box. And I'll go to it every now and again, but it's not going to be my life while I'm trying to rebuild stuff around it. Yeah. So that was quite a nice, it's like the wall can stay there (laughs) and the rest of my stuff can be here and I'll just go in when I feel strong enough and when I'm, when I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I was going to say about like, because when you would go to court, so when you file for divorce, that's one separate th- thread and it does go to the courts, but you don't have to go. Right. So it just goes to them and they approve it. Then you've got the money thread, which is, this is how we're going to separate the assets um, and if you agree, it'll go to court and now approve it. Mm-hmm. If you disagree, you then have to go and state your case in court. Um, so you've got that side of things. And and then obviously you've got the children and how the custody is going to play out. Mm. Um, so if you end up going to court for kids, for the kids' sake, uh you're sent like quite a handy piece of paper from children's services to sort of guide you through making the right choices for them, Mm, which I think was so good. And I think a really good piece of advice is to think of it from, um, because you can be a bit like, ah, their dad's what, not that I'm saying I did, but like people do go through a process of being like, you absolutely hate them and you don't want them around and you (laughs) think maybe they're bad. Mm. But in reality, they're your kid's dad. Yeah, exactly. And they, what is best for them is to have contact with their dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say like, what? well, what the advice that they give is um, come at it from, are they safe? Yeah. And what's, what's... what needs to be set up so that they can spend time with you know their dad in a way that's safe yeah mm-hmm. and a way that's that, most important yeah like works for them and works for their best interests and I think that's how the court looks at it mm. um so it's really I felt like that's a really good way of looking at it when you're dealing with that things like they need to be with a dad mm-hmm. and as long as they are safe when they're doing it then that's absolutely fine yeah so that's what you should always come back to yeah when you're checking with anything yeah are they safe yeah mm. and not I want to f- fuck his life up so I'm gonna <laughs> make it as difficult as possible because yeah. obviously that's not what this is about and uh, it'll come yeah. across in court I bet it's very easy to like involve spite <laughs> I think that's the problem is mm. you're you're trying to navigate a new path whilst dealing with a whole host of feeling rejected or feeling hurt or you know, whatever the reason is that you've split up, on both sides, there's going to be a lot of hurt. So it's hard to then navigate what happens going forward Mm. without that stuff getting in the way. And even if it's amicable, you're still heartbroken, aren't you, you know? Yeah, you're still getting used to what life looks like when you're not with this partner. Mm. So it's an interesting one. Mm. Um, So, yeah, not letting spike in the way of what you actually what happens to them in the future. Like, I personally feel what is right for my kids is they have 50-50 with their dad. Yeah. So that's how it ended up working out, which is absolutely perfect. And, um, yeah, I know that they are 
happy when they're with him and that mm. he's got everything set up great for them so it's working well for us mm. but there was a time when I hated him yeah I bet <laughs> yeah I didn't want to but it just mm. wasn't fun and yeah nobody's ever come out of a divorce completely unscathed have they I you don't know? think I've not heard of one mm. but uh, you know if anybody's right in the middle of it I can say there'll be a time in the future when you can communicate again and I mean hopefully I mean I've heard plenty of um horror stories where people are still really struggling Mm. but if you can get to a point where your pet your kid's dad wants to spend time with their kids and is willing to do it then that's great Mm um but yeah it is it is tricky to navigate uh what else have I put? Yes, so... Hmm. I think when you know what you're going for and what you're aiming for, you really have to stand your ground and be quite brave and be like, this is what's required. The chances are there'll be a meeting in the middle. So even when the judge makes the decision, you can still feel like you've lost, even though actually... There was, it, nobody's lost. This was what was best for the kids. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to, it's a real ego test. Yeah. So you're there being like, this is what needs to happen. And then something kind of, you end up meeting in the middle and it can be a bit like, oh, did I lose? And it's like, no. Mm, I know. The whole process was crap. Yeah. Um, and it has to be a compromise in the end, doesn't it? You know? It does. I guess that's what the courts are involved for, so that they can make sure there's fair. It's fair in the end. Yeah. And there is a process of letting go and then being able to stand back and go, oh, no, that this is good. Mm. Everything's okay. Um, but, yeah, there is a while where you have to be, like, quite... Um, I guess steadfast and quite brave and, and try not to feel like... Because buttons get pushed mm. and, you're, and you're triggered all the time. I feel like if it was the kind of thing that I would ha- like when... Would, I feel like if it was something that I had to go through, then I would just lie down on the floor and go, it doesn't matter, just have what you want. Like, yeah. I just don't have a conflicting bone in my body, so it must be really hard to stand up for yourself like that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I wouldn't recommend it, but equally, <laughs> I would. Yeah, because I have learned really? a lot. Like I hate conflicts so much. Mm. Like I just want to walk away from it. But like I said, it can happen with friends as well. And sometimes you do have to just work out what your boundary is mm. and go. I'm going to stand up for it. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's tricky and the other thing at the time when you're going through the conflict um it's overwhelming yeah and you can feel quite panicky Mm. and constantly on edge uh so do you remember that letter my mum said my mum sent where Mm -hmm. she's like just do the basics yeah i would say it's very much about keeping life as simple as you can while you're going through that process mm-hmm. um, and not trying to do everything at once. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you've got a job, then great, keep doing that. But if you're trying to reestablish a career at the same time as <laughs> doing this stuff and looking after your kids and moving house, mm. like... Going just, through heartbreak, let's not forget. Well, yeah, the, you're mm. going through all of this. Like, you're fighting with the person that you absolutely loved mm. at one point. Yeah. You have to just be really mindful to keep life quite simple mm-hmm. and just do the basics. Yeah. That's what my mum said, wasn't it? And at one point, it'll be fun again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keeping consistent mm-hmm. and keeping going through the daily motions that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe putting aside some of the wants. Yeah. And really, like, looking after yourself. Yeah, and she said, didn't she, that, like, the kids, they're safe and they know that they're loved and that's what's most important. Yeah. Mm. Just keep thinking about that when Mm. you're going forward. Like, as long as they're safe, that's the main priority. It's not about me getting one up on anybody else. (laughs) It's just about... Or being the best parent in the world. (laughs) I'm sure there's... You must feel an obligation to do that at times as well. Oh, yeah, and you're trying to... You're suddenly going from being two parents to one and you're trying to be two parents Mm. to make up for the fact that you're now one. Yeah. And you just... It's not possible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) So one of the things that I found super helpful during that period... So, yeah, you keep your life simple, but doing things to keep you calm. Yeah. So lots of breathing exercise. And I did start, you know, therapy around that sort of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's like talking things through is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, getting into your body and trying to do lots of deep breathing exercises. And one of the really cool things that I did around that time was um, a cutting the cord meditation. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's- mentioned this before. But I didn't understand what it was. Please explain. <laughs> would you like to know more? Yes, I would. I think I'm going to do one for the mum group mm. that we're going to start. Great. Uh, but basically, it's you are guided through the process of imagining what the energetic cord between you and your partner looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you remove it. Mm, interesting. And it, yeah. I, it's, you know, I don't know how believable it is or yeah. whatever, but as a symbolic thing to do it's very powerful that stuff i think it really helped mm. like you might end up having to do it lots of times because mm. the cord i imagined was like almost like a tree trunk coming <laughs> into me and it was like roots wrapped around me yeah so that's quite intricate and which mm. you would imagine because you've been with somebody for so many years that yeah they've gotten into every part yeah Invited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Consensual. Yeah. <laughs> but everywhere you do, you, you, you like, um, merge your life with somebody that you marry, don't you? So it can, must be very tricky to then peel away every layer again. Yeah. And actually, I've done it since um, with Lulu, who I can't remember what she does now. It's called Sacral. What's it called? it's kind of like a sacral therapy I can't quite remember it but we can link to it in the show notes Mm -hmm. and um, post like all of the trauma and the fighting we were talking about cutting the cord but keeping the good bits Mm, interesting because in the past I was like get away from me I want nothing to do with you whereas now it's like 
we are amicable. Yeah. We can work together for the sake of the kids. So therefore I can't Mm. cut them off completely. No, you can't. So you can cut off the bits that maybe trigger you, but keep the good bits Mm -hmm. that you like about them. But that's true because there was a reason that you married them in the first place, you know? Uh And you could use the things that you worked on when you were in the marriage together or the things that worked in your marriage to then help you to co-parent yeah yeah that makes sense and stuff like you know he is a good dad and he wants to put them first and be mm. there for them mm-hmm. that's all the stuff that we need to keep yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and it's important that he knows that i appreciate that about him yeah mm-hmm. um so i think you know to go from a point where we could only communicate through talking parents to a point now where i say you know he's going to come and meet me after this yeah. To go to the beach with Nancy so that we can talk about some stuff to do with the kids. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was unheard of like two years ago. We couldn't yeah. have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must be like um, very hard to drop it all as well. I think the thing for me that would stick around would be like passive aggression. <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> I am an excellent passive aggressor. I am so good at it. It's like the only type of aggression I have. But I'm, I've mastered it. I really have. Mm. And it, that... I've never noticed. Really? But maybe mm. I'm a bit. Don't pick up on these things. Yeah, maybe I've been aggressive to you, passive aggressive before, and you just haven't noticed, and that's great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she loves me. She I loves it. <laughs> I don't know whether I have, but it's the only type of aggression I do, and I imagine that's the one that's last. That's the one that's hard. It must be hardest to get rid of. I mean, of. No, to be honest, we do. Well, we'll take the piss out of each other. Yeah, and be like, "Oh, your dad loves this, that, and the other," and. and digging a little bit like that yeah. so maybe it does last that's that's playful aggression though isn't it you know that's different i think yeah probably mm. i would say there is light at the end of the channel mm-hmm. and I, I guess if it's a conflict with a friend which you can't get past then it's like goodbye oh well yeah and we didn't <laughs> it probably would have gone that way if we didn't have kids yeah well and it the can. fact that we do mm-hmm. means that we have had to stay in contact um but at least we're both doing it with the kids' best interest at heart. Exactly. And we've got there in the end, and we've had to go through the battle to get there, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to. Not everything is as easy as you want it to be. No. It's so. not. It must have been a journey. It was a right old journey. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> there was quite a lot of manifesting as well, like just sitting down and being like, writing out exactly what I wanted to happen as if it had happened. Mm. That's always really helpful because, again, it keeps you focused on what's really important for the kids. Yeah. And I, I hear that um, it's very helpful to write a letter to somebody if you're feeling a certain way about them yeah. as well. You know, like, I guess that's one way of sort of getting the aggression and the spite out without actually, it actually having to affect the person that you're having it to conflict them. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'd remembered, I'd forgotten about that, but I remember being told to write a letter and then just burn it. Yeah. So you let the energy out of you. Mm-hmm. So you're not... Because the only person it affects who's when you're pissed off is yourself. Yeah. I also think it helps you to sort through all of the feelings that you've got and p- pinpoint the bits that are actually important. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this part of the letter that I wrote here that I actually really feel and I think I should talk to them about, whereas the rest of it's just spite. <laughs> yeah. Or it might be coming back to the maiden complex. Yeah. Stuff mm-hmm. to do around like abandonment and yeah. you were meant to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or any of stuff. that stuff that you might have hang ups about that you need to address yourself as opposed to with them. And then it'll help you identify the stuff that you do actually need to address with them, I think. Ooh. Do you know what this is reminding me of? Um, it's. 
Oh, this is so helpful when I do this. (laughs) (laughs) It's somebody who works with Wayne Dyer and it's called something like, obviously it'll be in the show notes when I've worked it out. (laughs) There's like a list of four questions that you're meant to ask. So you go through the process of whoever it is that's pissing you off and you write (laughs) out the answer to all of these questions Uh and then it gets turned around and instead of it being about them, it becomes about you. And then you realise the thing that's annoying you about them <laughs> is it's, what's yeah. annoying you about yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's not them at all, is it? It's me. Oh, I think those are our biggest bugbears. We hate in other people what we hate in ourselves. Yeah. Mm. And it lots of triggers are because... Because it's some, you, you're something personal. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about that earlier about... Um, I'm watching, I think it's season five of Married at First Sight, Australia. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's a woman in it who's an Instagrammer. um, (laughs) And the experts are questioning her boundaries a lot. Yeah. And I was getting triggered by her before they'd even talked about it. And then they were like, God, she's got absolutely zero boundaries. And she keeps talking about this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that me? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's okay to put out there and what do you need to keep to yourself? Mm. And I don't know. Like, as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's my stuff to share. Yeah, totally. And it's of use Mm. and I'm not slagging anybody off. (laughs) No. Because I take full responsibility at the end of a relationship. It's messy for everybody. Yeah. And it wasn't just one person's fault. No. No. Um, And it's your experience as well. I mean, like, I'm a chronic oversharer. So speaking from that point of view, I don't think you have anything to worry about. But like, it's interesting that you felt concerned about that based on watching the show, you know, because maybe that is something that you worried about in yourself. Yeah. Mm. And certainly, yeah, seeing it as a trigger and then you yeah. kind of go, oh, it's actually probably not that bad and maybe I just need to accept well, I think it's fine. that it's part of... What I feel like I'm here to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am yeah. here to overshare on the yeah. internet. You're and it's welcome. like it's still your experience, you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So yes, I did loads of manifesting, and the other thing I wanted to mention at the end is that if you, it's expensive. <laughs> yep. It's expensive going to court, but there is support, obviously, and there's legal aid, and especially if you are at risk. Or like, you know, there's been domestic abuse history. If you go to your local um, domestic abuse person, they can point you towards legal aid and stuff like that. Great. So there is help for people because I think a lot of the time uh, people might not stand up as much because they're scared. Yeah. And feel like there's no support. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, so there is support out there and we'll... We'll link to it in the show notes as well. Yeah, so we can, can link to it in the show notes. Yeah. But I just think um, there's a stigma, I guess, as well of there is that a stigma. kind of thing. Mm. But um, you're not alone. No, you don't have to be alone in all this. Mm. And even just something like going to get in the sea with some random people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, to be honest, like as soon as you start talking to friends about this kind of stuff, it'll come up all over the place. So. Yeah. Lots of people go through divorce and have a pretty shit time. Mm. But hopefully three years on, hello, you'll see that it is it is possible to move past it and have an amicable relationship. Yeah, and I bet you didn't feel like that was ever going to happen at the beginning. No way. Mm. No mm-hmm. way. 
And yet here you are. Here we are. So yeah, so shall I do a cutting the cord? Um, guided meditation. I would absolutely love that. Yes, and then mm-hmm. we can share it with everybody because mm-hmm. I find it helpful all the time. Like if you're feeling too emotionally attached to something and it's mulling over your mind, cut the cord. Mm, do you think I should do one for my cat? Maybe my <laughs> cat, the emotional dependency I have on him. <laughs> no, probably. Yeah. Okay. No, you can't. <laughs> you, you relies on that cord. I rely on it too. <laughs> I think it's fine if somebody's like in your life, but I just think it's not so good if you're worrying about what your boss thinks about this, that and the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the guy that you might have just split up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. So that's what it's for, not for my codependent <laughs> relationship with, with my cat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's, that's necessary. <laughs> yeah. Great. Cool. All right. Okay, bye now. All right then, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. It would be amazing if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or by my website, uh, mumsdays.com. And did you know that I've got a newsletter So it's the best way to stay in touch and to make sure you don't miss any podcasts or any freebies or competitions that we're running. And again, you can sign up to that through the website.